Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. This is The Walking Dead cast episode 272. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you and also you who've supported us on Patreon. So please go to patreon.com slash Jason and Karen if you want to join in with the other Zed heads and see all the cool rewards we have on there. And speaking of Patreon supporters, we have two of them on today. It's Rima and Sean. Welcome, you guys. Hey, thanks for having me. What's going on? (laughs) So I'm glad to have you both. Uh, Rima is getting to be kind of a vet. You've been on a few episodes (laughs) and you're always great. And I especially wanted to have you on today because we're going to be talking about all the news that's been coming out of Comic-Con and there's tons of it. And anytime any piece of news that I'm really excited about comes out, I like race over to the um, message board and you've already posted it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yep. I get excited. I'm going to rush there and post it so I get my name on there. And Rima's already got it. So I was yep. like, oh, comment. Yeah, that was awesome. And then Sorry. I'll be like, so what do you think of the trailer? And she goes, oh, I didn't watch it yet. I just posted it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> Mostly. So, And then, Sean, this is your first time. Uh, you have the language of bromance with your buddy Richard. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's a, it's a podcast we've been doing for over three years. Um, you actually kind of helped us uh, get going. I, you know, with podcasting, you're always kind of like, well, how do I do this? And you shot me some links early on, which really helped us kind of get get our button gear and go. But awesome. yeah, we've been doing it for three years. Um, since we've started, we've released over 160 episodes, which we've actually wow. released every single Sunday since we started, which um, is kind of a cool thing we like to brag about a little bit. But that's amazing. Um, we're uh, we're basically an improv parody type podcast. We'll go out, we'll find these stories, and we will like make this kind of universe around it. Uh, the best example I can think of is our episode that came out last week. We found this island that England wants people to move to. And from there, we basically created this character that lives on this island. And his one job on the island is to fight sea serpents. But they're not, <laughs> <laughs> they're not sea serpents. He's just taking like uh, wiring off of people's houses and thinks he's like b- this big savior of this island, but really he's kind of wrecking the place. But that's kind of the gist of what our <laughs> sounds like a script like. in the making. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why does England want people? They're just trying to push people to populate an island or something. Yeah, it's like an island that is. Uh, it's in the South Pacific, and it's not. It's like kind of close to New Zealand, but the weather's perfect. Um, but it's one of their last colonies that they own. And they had a mass exodus of people, like 200 people left. There's only like 200 people on the island. But it's like, hey, if you go here, you'll get free land. Um, It has Wi-Fi. It doesn't get below 60. I don't think it gets above 85. It's like a perfect place, but nobody just wants to live there. Do they have Wi-Fi? Yeah, they have Wi-Fi. They have electricity. (laughs) So you can post Uh, those news articles. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have to be an English citizen? Can I join in on this? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they'd they'd probably let you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. It, so Karen and I were on language of bromance probably like a year ago or more. I don't know. But um, we talked about how like Elon Musk was saying we're all in a probably in a simulation, right? Yeah, he had yeah. some kind of uh, like thought of like, you know, this whole thing is a simulation like it has to be, um, which is kind of funny when you think of a guy as smart as him. Like that's the thing he's trying. I, I don't think he's trying to. No, he's actually trying to prove it, too, if I remember correctly. Like he has people on his staff trying to prove that <laughs> we're in a simulation. <laughs> that's nuts, Why not? <laughs> and the thing about like if anybody else said that, you'd be like, oh, he's nuts. But here yeah. he is with Tesla and rockets and shit. He's like, going to Mars, Wi-Fi for everybody, and we're going to prove we're in the Matrix. Yeah, let's do it. I, I wonder if part of why he's so successful is he's just like, ah, oh, none of this is real, so I'm just going to be a god. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has become Neo. He has become the one. Right. And as soon as if he ever found out it was real, then all of a sudden he would just get all insecure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um... Uh, I wanted to mention that since we last recorded, so the last episode Karen and I did with of The Thing, we actually recorded it several days early. And during the time we recorded and then published, there were a couple of unfortunate incidents. I'm sure all you guys know about the, one of them was George Romero passed. He died of mm-hmm. uh, cancer. And that was a big, uh, big blow and a bummer. And, you know, we're going to do a... Uh, tribute episode at some point everybody rushed out tribute episodes we're gonna karen and i are gonna do one at some point in the next month or so probably cover uh dawn of the dead which we never covered but we'll talk about george romero and stuff like that but he's he's you know without him none of this would be going on walking dead wouldn't exist yep i don't i don't follow like celebrities personal lives too much was was he been sick for a while or is this kind of all of a sudden they said he died after a brief but aggressive battle with lung cancer. So uh, according oh, wow. to that, it was short, and I never heard anything about it before that. No, I hadn't either. Mm-hmm. So really sad. And then there was John Bernecker, who was the stuntman who fell from a roof, and uh, he died later that day and fell 25 feet. He was working with Austin Amelia, who plays Dwight. I don't think they were actually filming. They were in between filming or something. I don't know the details, but that was really sad. And I'm sure the whole crew was just, you know, the huge blow to them and they stopped production for several days. And so that was, that was a bummer. So I just wanted to acknowledge that that happened since Karen and I didn't, and you might've thought we were cold and callous. (laughs) (laughs) No, really sad. Yeah. Really sad. (laughs) But let's get on to some happier stuff. Obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens. The people he kills get up and kill. Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. This is a Walking Dead cast news update. <laughs> Never gets old. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we're, you know, Comic Con came out. Walking Dead has a huge presence at Comic Con, so I figure we'll spend the first part just covering all the Walking Dead stuff that came out, and then we'll go in and just touch on a bunch of other things that we're excited about. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, perfect. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is the Walking Dead Season 8 trailer, which was five minutes long, which is pretty long for a trailer, and I watched it a couple of times, and I know you guys both did. What did you think about it? I really liked it, and I was enthusiastic, and I don't want to be negative, and this is so not negative at all, but it it's 
I loved it, but I could not be as enthusiastic about it as what I would really like to be. Um, I thought it was really great, but I, I was, a, I don't know. I wish we had seen just a little bit more. Um, it was real action packed, but I was just, I don't know. I wasn't excited as what I wanted to be about huh. it. Like, what did you want to yeah. see? Anything in particular? Uh, not really anything in particular. Well, there was not a, not a lot of Negan, and I know that probably makes a whole lot of people really <laughs> happy. Um, but I was I was really mm-hmm. really disappointed that there wasn't a little bit more Negan. I know he was in the beginning of of the trailer, and he was in a little bit later. You saw him like bang Lucille, look like on a table or something. Yeah. Um, and that was about it. So I was a little bit disappointed with that um, because I mean, if if this is what you know what we know is coming this this war. I feel we should be seeing more of him. Yeah, and I think I think um the trailer was a little dramatic piece in and of itself like with that uh I don't know if you guys listening have seen it but you should definitely go watch it. And if you don't want to watch it because you're you don't want to hear spoilers and you should probably skip ahead a little bit cuz we're going to be talking about it in detail. But uh it's it, it started out with that really spare percussion and it was very much like the quiet before the storm for the first half of it or so and then it ramped up into more action. And I think it was intended to do a few things. It showed Negan right off the bat. So just to remind us, here's the bad guy. And he was being an asshole towards uh, Gabriel. What did you say? Are you wearing your... Yeah, your, your shitting pants. Your sh- shitting your sh- pants. <laughs> your pants. <laughs> and then, uh, then they showed everybody kind of prepping and, and building and building and building. And then it, some rock and roll music came on and they ramped up with lots of fighting and action. And then they showed Negan, yeah, like you said, banging his uh, Lucille down on the desktop because he's he's pissed off about something. So it shows they got to him. And I really think that they want to show a couple things. One, that, look, all our characters, they focus so much on character because they know that that's what people love about the walking dead now is the characters and they're all like together and they're fighting and you know, it's good. And they, they want to get rid of the bad taste that some people had in season seven, that it was kind of a bummer and look, and somebody even said, we, we really need a win, which I think a lot of, uh, viewers are feeling like, yeah, they need a win. And then you see that he's frustrated. So obviously they got a win in there somewhere. I think that's kind of what it was all about. It wasn't, it wasn't so much about revealing as just showing, Hey, look, it's going to be a great show. We promise. Well, I mean, you look at the last two seasons and how much it was just down. And like, you know, when we came into last season, it was like, Oh my gosh, who got Lucille? Like that was the thing that everybody was asking. And so there was just so much downness and so much darkness that now it's kind of that, like that joy, that hope, of these guys, like all the good guys seem like the ones that were shooting. I don't recall anybody else from uh, Negan's group right. being any of the aggressors. Yeah, they just showed like uh, Jared with his shit eating grin, which is enough to just oh, go, yeah. <laughs> I hate that guy. Dude's got such like punch you in the face mouth. Yeah. Like he just, <laughs> I've never hit a person in my life, but it's like, if you see that dude, it's like, just want to punch you. I know. I heard he's a nice yeah. guy in real life. <laughs> what I like, like you're talking about, like the soap, the slow percussion at the beginning, like they kind of go with like this, you know, kind of gets you on your edge. But like the rock music you talk about, like they jump right into like some Boondock Saints music. Like it was some kind of like, uh, you know, Irish kind of that. I don't remember what the theme from Boondock Saints was, but it had that very similar sound. Yeah, actually, that actually was like from the same group, which was Dropkick Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that song was titled "Prisoners' Song" from Dropkick oh, Murphys, and I oh. absolutely love Dropkick Murphys. I think they are just awesome. So that was a real kick-ass song that they incorporated in that uh, second yeah, part of the trailer. They probably—I don't know—but maybe they know that a lot of Walking Dead fans are also Boondock Saints fans. Hell's yeah! 
I said it right. I can't ever say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that, that kind of took me out of it just because kind of it didn't really seem fitting in the Walking Dead universe. And I always kind of wonder because um, Norman Reedus was in Boondock Saints if that's kind of where they're trying to push it or if they actually picked that song because the name of it makes like sounds like it makes sense for, for the situation. But mm-hmm. it still kind of feels like a force like, hey, guess what, you know? Boondock Saints, right? Norman Reedus. <laughs> I don't He's know anything about Boondock I... Saints, and I and I thought it was pretty rousing, but I don't know. But uh, I also wanted to mention um, Rick's giving some speeches like, you know, this is our world by rights, and we got to take it. And and you <laughs> see, well, that's sort of normal for him. I mean, he was a little yeah. bit more hardcore, even. But um, Maggie was really powerful and and inspiring and mm-hmm. confident. You know, she's stepping in there was even a scene with all the hilltop people or a bunch of them and maggie and gregory and you see maggie right at the point there and gregory's a little bit in the back so she's kind of hunkered down too like it's you know he's the he's the the dog on the side it's like yeah you just sit there that's your spot Uh, you know let the the grown-ups do the work here gregory (laughs) exactly and you get a little jerry in there Thank you, Your Majesty, was, for yeah. what? Oh, for being such a cool dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they put Love in all Jerry. this stuff, yeah. And then you see um, Shiva yelling, and or she didn't yell. She was like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what's up? The kingdom's growing." <laughs> no, uh, anyway, growling. And then what did uh, Ezekiel say? I forget. He's, Trust the king. That's right. Oh Trust yeah, yeah. The yes. King. He, was he saying that to Carol, right? It looked like it looked like Carol just from okay. the back, um, you know, or it looked like her hair. So I'd say Carol, yeah. Mm-hmm. We get Jadis in there, but just briefly enough to show that she's still in it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm real, still real curious what they're gonna like. the The whole trash yard kid thing didn't really like didn't seem to fly very well with me. Like it didn't seem to make sense. So I'm kind of really curious how that's gonna mm-hmm. play out. Well, I mean, what I got out of this trailer is it's going to be adventurous and exciting and it's going to be, you know, everybody fighting back against Negan and there's a lot of spying going on, a lot of prep work and you see Jesus putting that uh, cardboard box over a a gallon of, or, you know, big container of fuel probably and I think you saw Daryl <laughs> shooting it later and it blows up. What do you exciting. think they write on the box like, you know, closet, bathroom? Yeah, or something really unappealing. I don't know what you Not mean. gasoline. Yeah, like <laughs> use diapers or something. <laughs> right. Not not gasoline. <laughs> so I don't know. What about the moment? Are you talking about the moment where Daryl rides by on his motorcycle and Carol like just watches him go by? That was that so moment? dreamy. no i was talking about the other moment where we see uh rick with his short hair and his long white or graying beard what did you guys rima what did you think about that um well at first i was like what the hell um and then i thought this must be uh, and this might be a little spoilery. I don't Wait, know. Yeah, much, should we so talk about it? Much, like, so. I, don't I don't know. know Let's just be vague, it. okay? But there's something in the comics, okay. and so this may either, refer to it. Right. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. But yeah, I think that's where it's going. I thought it was really interesting. I, I, and I, I think I don't know. It can't happen too early. I don't think. I think we've got to get through that first half. If, yeah. if I had to, if I had to guess, that's probably going to be like an intro in leading us into the second half 
of the season. All right. In the comics, uh, Rick wakes up and he's 69 years old. No one knows why. (laughs) (laughs) How did I get here? (laughs) Yeah. No, but you know what's weird about that is they focused in on those flowers and they were playing music from season one and uh, it made it look like it was his same hospital bed. So I wonder if they're trying to uh, make people think that he's waking up from his coma and it was all a dream right. or something, you know. Because if you because if you notice how like it kind of changed the it, the the scenery looked a little hazy and foggy. It didn't look as yeah. as clear as the rest of the trailer. It looked like it looked like you were waking up from a dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would he be such like grade though? If that's the case, because I mean, it's like stout, I, what age would he be now? What is he like? Thirty five, forty, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so this would have to be like ten years after he was in a coma. <laughs> the zombies have aged him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the zombie dreams. Yep. I don't know. I, I, you know, it was it was really interesting. I'm glad they put that in there because you wonder what the hell's going on. But I feel like it's going to be a total fake out and nothing that any of us are expecting. And Kirkman's going to be giggling to himself. <laughs> I think um, I have a pretty good feeling about this season. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be it's going to be good. I think yeah, so. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a wild ride, I think, and yeah. and I get where they're where they're trying to go. With everybody was really kind of pissed about the whole darkness and got turned off with with the last season. So I get that they're trying to carry on with you know the, they've rallied the troops, they're all on a high, they're all united, and that's how they're carrying it on. And I think that's great. So, but there's still going to be death and you know yeah horribleness. Or else totally. it wouldn't be The Walking Dead. Uh, exactly. <laughs> let's let's move on to Fear. So in the Fear trailer, basically, it looks like Walker and the other Native Americans move in with the Prepper group in the ranch. And it's an uneasy alliance. And then it all goes to shit, basically. And then and they run out of water. And, of course, and then you see the dam. Also, um, Daniel meets back with Madison and uh, you see briefly uh, Strand with Madison too, and then there's a lot of mm-hmm. like zombies eating people and stuff. So a lot of zombies. I mean, I I'm excited to get back to this show because I loved the first half of the season and where it was going, but the trailer didn't make me feel like any more excited. You know, maybe even a little less because it was too revealing, and I'd rather just discover that as I get into it. Uh, I think yeah. Walking Dead does trailers better than Fear. But what do you guys think? Well, I, I actually don't. I've watched the first season of Fear the Walking Dead, but I, I checked this trailer out just so I could be up on it. And it seems like both shows are kind of going the same direction. There's this like all out war kind of scenario happening. Yeah. And the Fear of the Walking Dead, that one actually felt more like realistic. It, you know, there, this is over resources, not just kind of a, you know, who's got the bigger Lucille. It, you know, it's. <laughs> It's an actual like resource battle. It's an actual war over things. And it, Fear of the Walking Dead, that trailer actually got me excited to go check oh, that cool. out. Because- yeah, you should. Because uh, season two was uneven, but towards the end, it started, I felt like mm-hmm. really getting better. And then season three was just phenomenal. I mean, it's not yeah. Game of Thrones, but it was damn good. And and for part of what, what you're saying is a big part of the reason why it's good because 
compared to The Walking Dead, it feels a lot more grounded and uh, gotcha. Yeah, more real world a little bit, and that's it's. I'm 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 so happy about that because it needs to differentiate itself, and I thought that was a really good way to differentiate itself. Well, what's cool is you get to explore like the you know you think of like The Walking Dead, like there's these different kind of civilizations that are kind of going to war, and they all kind of have their different aspects tied to like actual civilizations i I think i've heard somebody kind of reference that like you know you've got a king which is a kingdom um i think like you know uh negan's more of a dictatorship kind of thing but you have this other thing you could explore this whole like um you know early western type thing it sounds like where there's native americans fighting you know to get their land back you know it's like hey this is something that was ours to begin with so we're going to fight to get it back plus our resources it's just kind of cool to take those like you know, you, you have zombies in it, but, you know, there's so many genres you can put into a zombie movie and the zombies are just kind of what gets you there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just the type of story, but it's also a little bit the, the tone, I think, or yeah, it just feels, feels different. Plus they got some really good characters in this season, right? Rima, Troy. Yeah. And, they're, and, they're uh, definitely wild cards now that are really kind of mixing it up and changing it up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think Alicia's gotten more interesting. That's good. Not just because she's hot. I'm I'm (laughs) staying out of that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. So a couple more Walking Dead things. Uh, There's a Robot Chicken Walking Dead special coming up. And uh, the trailer looks funny as hell. There's Merle singing a musical longing for a girl out there who's just as racist as he is. (laughs) (laughs) there's negan stealing snoopy's scarf for his sash you know it's all kinds of funny stuff so i can't i don't know when that's coming out but it's on adult swim and then at the comic-con panel someone asked uh, just there's a whole bunch but here's a couple interesting ones someone asked if the show could ever head to different parts of the world and scott gimple said I would say it's entirely possible that that could happen. I'm going to continue to give a long, ambiguous answer on that, but I would say it's something. I'd say it's something. And Kirkman said, uh, look for The Walking Dead Sweden coming in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) So that could be interesting, you know, if uh, it opened up a little bit. That'd be pretty cool. It would be really cool. See something new. Something different, yeah. Then uh, talking about the end of the Walking Dead comic, Kirkman said, I think about two or three years ago, I had a pretty good idea for a definitive ending. I have known that since then and been working towards that. So I know exactly where I'm going and what's going to happen when I get there. And then on comicbook.com, he also said, well, this is, you know, he you can't really trust what he's um, mm-hmm. saying, but this is a little bit of a spoiler for the comic if it's true. So if you if you really don't, it's kind of, uh, if you don't want to hear that, I would just skip ahead like 20 seconds right now. So I'll give you a second. Da, 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 da. Okay, here goes. So he said, I've said before, Rick does not survive to the end. It was years ago, so you guys probably forgot, but I foresee there being more story after his eventual demise. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I just, I wonder how you could carry that on without him. I mean, I guess with Carl you could, but. I will, you know. I, yeah, at this point, I mean, especially I with who all who's gone now. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't know if I'd be interested without Rick at this point. Yeah, Are you reading I mean, it? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm definitely yeah. all the way caught up. I was going to say like, even mash had to keep Hawkeye around. Like they could, you know, give him a new BJ or somebody else, but Hawkeye had to be there the whole time. Yeah. Hawkeye would always like a new BJ. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyway. did, you, that, did you not get enough of that talk on the microphones? I, I know. It's still left over. It's all Melissa, man. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah after listening to that episode, I had to take a little bit of a shower. <laughs> I was waiting for all the email to come in from everyone who was offended, but I haven't seen any yet. <laughs> so. Oh, I wasn't offended. I kind of I I needed a cold shower after. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, Kirkman Skybound Entertainment Company launched a book imprint with Simon and Schuster called Skybound Books. It's going to focus on science fiction, fantasy, and horror, and aims to publish four to six books a year, mixing original titles and spinoffs of ex- existing Skybound IP. So that could be cool. Is it going to be more uh, Walking Dead books, you think, or did they really say? Because I know they've got like a tons of ton of books based off the comics. I know. Um, I think uh, I can't remember whether they are all called. Like one was based around the governor. There's like four or five of them. Yeah, the, yeah. I guess you're right. I think that's more in the comic book universe, huh? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's what so. um, Kirkman controls. So I'm not sure who publishes those books, but maybe they'll bring it under the Sky Brown imprint. I know the writer, Jay Bon and Singa. He goes to all the Walker Stalkers and he's like the nicest, coolest guy you'd ever want to meet. He's so cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I got through, I think, like the first three or four of them. And I, I really enjoyed them. They're pretty easy, quick reads. But, you know, it's kind of cool to see that extended universe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be there when Jay met David Morrissey for the first time because David had use those books to help inform his portrayal of the character but awesome they were like all f- fanboying out on each other that's, cool. <laughs> that's cool so next telltales the walking dead season four has been announced i'm not sure when probably not for a while but uh there's two big pieces of news around that one is that clementine's going to be the playable character again which i love and melissa's cool. back to do her voice and number two they said it's going to be the last one the final season. Aww. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So that's kind of crazy. I kind of wonder, are they like just trying to scare us? We better get this game because, or I don't know, you know, is it a gambit? Like what if it's incredibly popular and sells a hundred million copies? Would they just be like, well, we said it was going to be the last one. So, <laughs> well, yeah. now we're going to reboot it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I don't know, but I, I, I'm glad that she's going to be the main character. I know Melissa's really happy about that, too. Yeah, for sure. Good for her. So that's all the Walking Dead stuff that I have. Let's get into some of this other stuff. What were you guys most excited about that came out around Comic-Con? Um, Sean, what were you most into? Well, so, I mean... Usually whenever you see Comic-Con stuff, it's always kind of like, to me anyway, it's kind of like the Walking Deads. It's the, the actual comic stuff. But something I didn't even know was coming out, and I am a huge like kid from the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you think of like Rugrats, <laughs> Doug, Ren and Stimpy, like all these things were SpongeBob. in my life. And, nah, I was a little, like SpongeBob was right at the tail end of, like okay. I was like 12 or 13, so like cartoons weren't cool at that point. Right. So, but my favorite cartoon of all of these was Rocco's Modern Life. And I get to find out that we are going to get a Rocco's Modern Life movie reboot, putting the, the, you know, the characters that you love in the 21st century. You know what? I'd never heard of the, I mean, I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it. So I watched the trailer 
And I'm like, oh, this looks like fun. It kind of reminded me of like maybe Ren and Stimpy a little bit, but also it reminded me of SpongeBob a little bit. It's all crazy with goofy, joyous characters and I don't know, but it, it looked, yeah, it looked really good. It made me want to watch it for sure. Well, there's all like so what's double it like? entendre. Yeah. It's basically like double entendre stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, kind of like you said, SpongeBob, like as an adult, you watch it and you're like, huh. That's a that's an inappropriate joke. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, so on our podcast, like you know, you guys have the don't get bit right. Like you have to have that ending thing in it. Yeah. So when Richard and I had to come up with us, we both love Rocco. So we're like, okay, well, what? It, maybe it's got a tie to Rocco. And this is just a joke from the cartoon, but um, Heifer is one of the characters. He lives with wolves. He's a cow that lives with wolves. And they're sitting around the table and like they end up telling him that he's adopted. Like these wolves are telling this cow he's adopted. <laughs> so he ends up leaving and uh, there's an old like senile grandpa and uh, Rocco's a wallaby. But he's sitting there and he's like, well, you know, I just say we eat the beaver. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's just jokes like that that are, you know, all over the place. But what's great, like, it's definitely kind of like social commentary kind of stuff a little bit. But, you know, like in the the trailer, you see like Buzz Bucks. It's like this coffee shop that's all over the place. And the fourth or fifth time I watched this trailer, if you look in the background, it seems like every 10 or 15 seconds, there's a different Buzz Bucks somewhere. Like they've gone to a whole mm. different part of town. Because I think, yeah, the, it seemed like in the trailer they were making a point that like, oh, we're not in the 90s anymore. What's going on? So it's kind of bringing in a lot of stuff that's happened since then. Yeah, and they always kind of tackled that in the show itself. But, you know, like you've got like social media now that they can make fun of. You've got like technology, like the O-Phone, like, hey, I got the O-Phone 8. Oh, I got the O-Phone 9. Well, guess what? The O-Phone 10 just came out. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that when does fun. it come out? Uh, I didn't see specific dates. Okay. Um, I, th- I want to say like there's like three Nickelodeon 90s uh, cartoons that they're going to make movies for. Um, I think they're all kind of slated maybe end of the year, first part of next year. Awesome. Uh, maybe I'll take Nico to that. He's pretty advanced. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rima, what about you? I know which one you're, you're most excited about. Everyone who knows me. Yeah, everybody who knows me knows this is what I was looking for um, to come out of Comic-Con. I was so excited. So, yeah, at Comic-Con, they announced that Wonder Woman 2 was officially uh, going to be on the schedule. And they also had announced that... Um, Patty Jenkins was also going to be returning um, as director. Nice. So, yeah. So she did a super awesome job in the first one. If you haven't seen it, I highly encourage you to go see it. Take your kids, you know, grownups. I don't care how old you are. Go see this movie. It's super awesome. So, yeah, um, that came out, which uh, made me very excited. No release dates or anything. Just that it's on the schedule for, for Warner Brothers. I think I heard a rumor that they were going to set it when did I hear in the nineties or something? Not, I think it was going to be like in like the mid eighties, like right before the Berlin wall comes down and it's going to be like a whole cold war type of thing. That's, okay. At least that's the rumor I heard. I don't know if that's changed. Right. There's, you know, rumors change, but that's yeah. the last one I heard. Yeah. The only thing that I heard was that Patty Jenkins had said that the story is going to take place in the U S um, and she thinks it's time, you know, it's wonder woman. She's uh, got to come to America and she says it's time. Mm-hmm. So that's about all that I know um, to expect from, from the new one. It, what tripped me out is that Patty Jenkins directed monster, which I never saw, but I know that was the one where Charlize Theron just looked super ugly and yes. played this like 
murderous killer prostitute. Female yeah, serial like the, killer. Yeah, yeah. The first, like the first convicted female serial killer in the U.S. or something like that. Yeah, because yeah. it's based on a real woman. Yeah, which, which a word of advice, like if you're like, in I was in high school dating a girl, and <laughs> actually like, I don't know if I rented this movie or the girlfriend or the mom, but I end up watching this movie with my girlfriend's parents, monster that is, and it is not oh, wow. a girlfriend friendly movie to watch with her <laughs> nope. parents. It's nope. it gets some scenes where I was extremely uncomfortable. Right, yeah, there's some there's some girl action going on. Um, in that movie if you haven't seen it so. yeah christina ricci like she's huge on my list of uh favorite ladies for sure yeah she's cutie there was this yeah. girl um i mean in in uh grad school i went on my a first date with her and we met at a party and we went to this movie i think it was called kissed and it was about this young woman who loves to sleep with corpses okay it was the woman who was in deadwood later that was like addicted something um i forget (laughs) deadwood maybe she she was also in uh (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) wow that was freaking quick man wow that was really good that was really good that's really good (laughs) all right we'll just end it there but then that's what we did we ended it there because uh that was our last day not only that but on the way to the movie i was going down into the subway with her and i like tried to show off and slide down the banister and i kind of ripped my hand so i was Uh, like holding a bloody napkin through the whole movie in my hand (laughs) it was just a morbid (laughs) night you got to go see the right movies. That's the the lesson. Exactly. The Very key, yeah. key on a date, man. Especially those first few dates. Yeah. All right. Let's see. My turn. Uh, what do I want to talk about here? Da, da, da. Well, one that I'm really excited about that I wasn't expecting to be is the Ready Player One movie. Yes. It's yes. Directed by Spielberg, and it's all about '80s nostalgia fantasy world. Directed by Mr. '80s himself. And it's based on the book, which I haven't read, but I'm kind of excited to read it now because the trailer has Iron Giant. Uh, it's like yes. this battlefield in this virtual world. And so VR, I love VR. And it's, I think, in the future. But there's Iron Giant. There's I, You see him like battling Freddy Krueger for a second. Yeah. He's driving yeah. around in a DeLorean, which I read has <laughs> is outfitted yes. with kit from Knight Rider too. Oh my god, that's <laughs> you so see, cool. <laughs> you see Harley Quinn in there for a second with uh um Deadshot. Uh there's the the car from Road Warrior. Yeah. Um, yes. I, and I I guess what they said like in the book that um Ernest Klein wrote, I guess he said that like all the pop culture references that he's put in that book, I think it's like what 15 years old or 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Nobody's figured them all out yet. So awesome. I don't know if he's got a list on like Google Drive of all the pop references, but he says like nobody's figured them all out yet. And, and just in two minutes, you have like at least fifteen or twenty. So yeah, the movie's going to be movie. packed with them. And I think it's cool that you know Spielberg. Uh, he's well, I don't even know what the last thing he directed is, but it seems like he's done a string of serious movies. So it's he's back to doing something really fun, and it just looks epic yeah. in scale. There's so much oh, yeah. going on a, a couple other references that i read just on Wiki, wikipedia they have characters from dc comics lord of the rings duke nukem the possessed car from christine the van from a team and uh the motorcycle from akira so all kinds of stuff it stars this young guy ty sheridan who played cyclops in x-men apocalypse 
and it has Simon Pegg and, and TJ Miller in it. Oh, I love Simon Pegg and TJ Miller. <laughs> and it comes <laughs> out March next year, 2018. I, I thought it was really interesting whenever I watched the trailer. I don't know too much. I haven't read the book either, and I don't know too much about it. And I just watched the trailer and was just absolutely fascinated. I love like the whole mix of how it looks to be set in the future and the whole VR, how that's so current. Um, and then, but you have these throwbacks to the 80s. So I just, I love that, you know, that mixture. I thought it was really interesting. So I'm excited for that one. You know what? Just recently, I went to buy this new game called Super Hot that's VR. I kept hearing about it and it finally came out for PlayStation VR. So I went and bought it and I was playing it. And it, if you play a non VR game with your headset on, it just looks like a flat screen floating in space. And so oh. I'm like, how do you, how do you turn on the VR? And I couldn't figure it out. Then I went back on and saw, Oh, there's a $25 non VR version and there's a separate $25 VR version. And oh, so I was nice. like, Oh fuck. So I went and like contacted Sony and I'm like, Hey, I accidentally got the wrong one because they both came out on the same day and they're called super hot. And I just didn't, you know, I think I Googled it and landed on that page and figured that was the game. Cause that's how all the other VR games work. They just have like a VR mode and they're like, well, we see you've played it, so we can't exchange it for you. Denied. Is super hot. Is that the game that that chick was playing when she was dancing around that pole or is super hot? Right. A what chick in in Ready yeah. Player One? Yeah, Ready Player One. Oh, I yeah. didn't notice. No, yeah. it's this <laughs> game where it's really spare. The mostly the world is white, and it's first person shooter. And these red men are uh, coming to kill you, but you can only they only move while you're moving, so you can easily like Matrix style dodge their bullets and mm. kind of plan out how you're gonna take each one of them out. But uh, I recommend no one play that because I'm pissed off. I, I contacted the, the company too, and they wouldn't do anything about it either. Write, write a really nasty letter. I did. We went back and like, forth. I'm sure now another. I just made a few more sales, though. People are like, that sounds cool. Yep. Like For another cash deposit, we will send you the game. Yeah, that's VR. what they said. They're like, well, a lot of people are buying both. And I'm like, I, I don't have time. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Sean, your turn. All right. So for my the next movie, I've been kind of digging. I did. It's I love whenever I see things that like I didn't know I wanted to see, and Netflix just kills it with everything. It seems like, and it sounds like, and it looks like they are going like next level with their movies. Like they're getting these huge stars. They're getting these like look like almost big theatrical release movies. And they're just going to be like, Hey, if you have a Netflix account, guess what? You get to watch this movie that should probably be in a theater. Yeah. Some of them, are they having like limited theater or not really? They're all just on Netflix. I, I don't know for sure. I, okay. It seems like some of these, they probably should at least have a, you know, a small run for it, or at least yeah. theater should be like, Hey, we've got Netflix. Hey, come watch this on the big screen. <laughs> but the movie that I'm really interested in is the one Will Smith is in called bright, which is, you know, essentially, I don't know the full understanding of this, but it looks like it's a world where there's humans, there's elves, there's orcs, there's fairies. There's like, you know, your whole D and D monster manual has come to life and everybody's just living side by side in a modern world. And I don't know how much you guys are into D&D or anything like that, or like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, I guess I should say, since some mm-hmm. people may not know what D&D oh, is. You, you, did not, you didn't have to s- yeah, spell that out. Yeah, you did out. not have to. No, not <laughs> at all. Well, I, not for you guys, but I have, I have been with grown-ups before and say D&D, and they look at me like, well, 
what's what's D and D like Dungeons and Dragons? Like, oh my gosh, nerd. <laughs> yep. <laughs> These days, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It sounds great. I didn't know anything about it. it. I mean, I watched the trailer only once, and it was yeah. it looked really trippy, which I like. Yeah, they've so there's a there's a game that's it's a board game too, like Dungeons and Dragons, but it's called Shadowrun, which is essentially the same concept. It's you know a modern world where there's like you know businesses, there's buildings, there's guns, tanks, and but all these magical things live. Like just all of a sudden, magic reappears. Uh, and I don't I'd like it'd be kind of cool if that's what this is like. Just all of a sudden, like you're a human, but for some reason because of this magic releasing, now you're an orc. It's like <laughs> oh well. This is super awkward. Guess, I'd rather guess be an fairy. elf. Yeah, well, the elves I think were like the high business class people. <laughs> the fairies, you know, they're getting stuck in the bug trap, so they they kind of have the worst of it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, there's a book series called Incarnations of Immortality from the '80s by Pierce Anthony. That's it's like modern day world, but with magic. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of fantasy books like that, actually. But anyways, yeah, this looks really, really interesting. I didn't know anything about yeah. it, so that's cool. I'll watch it. It does look super cool. I will, too. When does that come out? Do we know? December 22nd Okay, is when it looks like. It looks mm. like it's it's got a lot of the people from Suicide Squad and that. I think it's the director from Suicide Squad's doing this that's as well. That's right. Yeah, David uh-huh. Ayers. And I think they're okay. happy not to be tied to some... Pre- yeah. That's another good thing about this is it's it's new. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not based yeah. On yeah. Anything. Not that I know. Yeah. I don't think it's based on a book or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And the only kind of weird thing it's, you know, the, the thing that they're going after is like a, a magic wand. It seems like, like that's the most powerful thing in the universe, which that kind of seems like it may get like some Netflixy type movies where, you know, it's not a, like it's a great idea, but not a big payoff. So I don't mm-hmm. know if we'll see that with this, but you know, I we'll have to watch it to find out. Yeah. It's the MacGuffin. Well. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, kudos for something original. There's so many reboots um, nowadays. It's it's refreshing to have something a little bit original. So I'll be checking it out. Speaking of that, let's hear about Westworld. <laughs> okay, let's hear about Westworld. <laughs> Talk about original. So yeah. Westworld was definitely at the top of my list that I was really interested in in seeing what they were going to be putting out. Um, so at the panel, you know, of course, you know, okay, so if you haven't, if you're not current on Westworld, you know, okay, finish the podcast and then, let, you know, come back and go watch Westworld. Um, so we, we left off, you know, we saw a little hint as Maeve was, you know, kind of exiting the park there, seeing a little bit of Samurai World. So, of course, that's what everybody is wondering about. Mm-hmm. And so they, of course, asked Jonathan Nolan, who's one of the showrunners, if that was going to play a role. Um, he, of course, just, you know, teases everyone and says, how much do you want it to play a role? And says, doesn't look like anything to me. Um, so, ha ha, thank you very much. Um couple things that came out of the panel you know they're not talking too much about the next season of course they're not going to give us you know any spoilers they're not talking too much about it they kind of revisit a little bit more about like what you know the secrets of season one and but yeah i would try not to just to make sure not to give any big spoilers for season one okay okay because just in case somebody who hasn't seen it is listening yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'll, definitely don't say that they're robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't, okay. We won't. We'll skip everything that I have on my list now. <laughs> no. So 
if if you've if you've seen the first um, season, music does play a really big part. Which you know, yeah. I, music is a really big part of of any series. I've, I'm always paying attention to the music, um, and and that kind of helps me get interested sometimes in a certain show. So music was a really big part um, of Westworld and how they um, chose to kind of put that in the show. So what they asked them was, was they said, was how was the score and the soundtrack, how it served multiple purposes. Um, and they, you know, Lisa Joy, who um, is one of the showrunners with uh, Jonathan Nolan, says one of the earliest images we discussed was a player piano. Um, they like the old and the new with like the new music with the old style kind of piano. So I thought that was kind of interesting to add some contemporary music in an old-timey way yeah well that, that's what they did all the first season i mean this i don't think this is really a spoiler but they had so many radiohead songs being played yeah on the piano or just in in, in a different style love that was there a, wasn't there like a tool song too like it, what i love about shows like that is when you hear like a piano rendition and you're like wait i know that song mm-hmm. like oh my gosh that's a rock song and it or, sounds oh my beautiful gosh, that's a rap yeah. song yeah <laughs> Yeah, because it's definitely not played like it originally when you hear it. So it's, you know, there was many times I was kind of, you know, hitting the rewind button a lot so I could, you know, because it takes sometimes when it's played on a piano, um, you know, to kind of see uh, what that tune is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was that was pretty interesting. So um, another thing that kind of came out of it, um, Evan Rachel Wood, who played Dolores, um, said she knew that the show was a hit when she was in Target and someone yelled out, freeze all motor functions. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. What did she do? I wonder she didn't what she say, did. She, I don't know. She did not say what she did, um, but I'm, I'm sure she turned around like, what the hell? I don't know. That's If that's she was real reaction. good, she would have just stayed super still. <laughs> yeah. Freeze frame. So, awesome. um, I'll... Yeah, it was super cool. Um, there were a couple of new people added to the cast. Neil Jackson and Jonathan Tucker are coming aboard. And Jonathan Tucker, um, you may recognize him. He was low-key in American Gods. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. and, yeah, and he was in Justified. So they've both joined the drama as well. So, And then they also they premiered the Westworld trailer. And they have only been in production for one week. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so... Given what, you know, I don't know if you guys had the time to to watch the trailer or not, and if the listeners, I won't give too much away. It was really action-packed. We saw a lot of action in that trailer. Um, The man in black, um, you know, and his snarling smile, you know, that was pretty awesome. Um, So considering that they were only in production for one week, everything that we saw certainly gets me really, really excited to see what they're going to put together um, by the time that the show comes out sometime this year. We don't have a release date. We just know it's 2018. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah. HBO does that. They'll have a long, they, that going back to Sopranos, I think there was two years between a couple of seasons of Sopranos. And I think they they weren't really sure if they'd have a hit on their hands, right, with this. That's why it was probably pushed so far. Maybe. But, I mean, they do it. I think mm-hmm. they've even talked about skipping 2018 with Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Oh, I God. I know. Yeah, that would that'd kill me. <laughs> well, got, George R. R. Martin's like, please, please, yeah, just skip here. I got two books. Skip five years. more time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I wonder with, I mean, I know we're not quite on game yet, but one way I could excuse that or be okay with it is if they're just like, yeah, every one of the episodes in the last season is going to be like a movie, you know, like an hour oh, and a half. Awesome. And, yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about having, they're almost going to be like little featurettes. And, you know, since they have, you know, we don't have the, the 13 episodes, you know, and they're, we're only getting seven or eight or six in the six, final season, yeah. you know, they're going to make them kind of like little featurettes. So cool. I don't know. Um, I'm excited about Westworld. Um, I know a few of you have been asking whether uh, I or we would do a podcast on that. It's still up in the air. It's a possibility. That's one reason why I'm glad it's not going to be till 2018 because I have time to figure it out. <laughs> you need to do like a you need to do a podcast. It's like the shows you ask me to do a podcast about cast and just put those episodes <laughs> in there. I mean, yep. Westworld is so rich and complicated, and you know it it takes a lot. I mean, it's almost like Game of Thrones, not quite, but uh, I would really want to do it justice. So. Yeah, you know, it's very dense want, and it's very character driven. So. Go to um, patreon.com slash Jason and Karen and that would help convince <laughs> <laughs> grease those wheels. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so let's see. Next is uh, another one that I did not expect to be excited about was American Horror Story because I used to yes. love that show. And then when Hotel came, I was sort of getting tired of the formula. And also that first episode, it was just so wrong that it was almost too much for me. <laughs> and so I just stopped watching. I heard Hotel ended up it being was. pretty good. I know. Well, there's like uh, just dude butt raping another guy with a big long drill, strap on drill. Uh-huh. And yeah. then there was another guy like tied to a bed with his penis inside a dead woman's mouth and he couldn't get away or something. I forget exactly what. And I'm like, is this good for me to be <laughs> watching this stuff? <laughs> Anyways, but guys are so sensitive about your penis. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So anyways, this is American Horror Story Cult season seven. And it, they say it's connected to Freak Show, but set in modern day because I think that was in the 50s or something. And it might feature a character based on Trump. It's tackling the 2016 election through the eyes of a cult. Um, I'm totally into uh, just politics, election, also cult stuff. I'm just fascinated by all of it. And it's also a love story between two characters that are played by Sarah Paulson and Evan Peters, who've been in, I think Evan's been Mm -hmm. in every season. Sarah's been in most of them. They're both great. Lena Dunham's in it this year. Um, And then Evan Peters said, American Horror Story pushes the buttons. It makes you think, and it will be interesting to see how people react. And then I watched the trailer, and it was super trippy, and I'm going to play the audio from it. It's all these like bald evil clowns. Are you afraid? Reaching their hands out. The Charlie Manson or Charles Manson like, you know, join my group. uh, That's good. That's really good. It's almost like an album being played backwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just feels, yeah, like so edgy. And there's, I mean, that show gets criticized because people say, oh, it's all about the, you know, 
all flash and no substance. And I'm just like, they're painting this picture on this canvas and it's really, um, creative and in, in, in a lot of ways, beautiful, even though it's horrifying and yeah, it's not really, I mean, it's kind of almost David Lynchy and sometimes it's just like anything can and will happen and it doesn't necessarily have to totally make sense. And I feel like that's okay. Yeah, I think yeah. it's pretty amazing that something like that can keep like being successful though. Cause like you have a lot of people who ban against these things, like, and this is on FX too, which is a pretty mm-hmm. easy to get to channel. And it seems like this is, you know, the, the moms and stuff would be like, Hey, this is, this is on where Timmy comes and watch the show. So we, this, this is bad. Let's turn it off. But I mean, it's been on what? Eight seasons, seven seasons. This is seven. Yeah. This is number yeah. seven. Yeah. Timmy joined a cult. So yeah, he did. He's like, yeah. mom, you didn't let me watch American well, Horror Show. But you know, FX has a little bit of a history. They're a little bit edgy. You know, Nip Tuck, which was also heralded yeah. by Ryan Murphy, that I absolutely loved and adored. You know, FX is kind of known for their edgy, you know, kind of pushing the envelope kind of shows. So I'm I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love this stuff. I hope um, a lot of children get corrupted. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You know? People have to watch their kids. It's we, on at like nine o'clock, you know, if you, you know, it's on at a later time, you know. Yeah. So. I'm just edging Nico towards it. We're just getting him into Game of Thrones. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just kidding. All right. What's next, Sean? Uh, so I guess if we're going to go to kind of my typical, what I think of typical Comic Con, um, I'm gonna have to say I'm like Justice League was released in this, and that got me pumped yes. for a movie. Yeah. That it DC's kind of been getting hit pretty hard. I mean, Wonder Woman was a huge success, mm-hmm. and they're probably looking back and be like, "We should have had Wonder Woman be our version of Iron Man <laughs> and yeah. helm this property, yeah. this franchise." There was some uh, author at Comic Con who said to the um, during his panel, "You know, Wonder Woman's great, but it, it might set up." Ex, you know false expectations for little girls i heard that yeah. and they're like well, what do you mean by that and he's like well they might think that future dc movies are going to be good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they're doing a lot of reshoots um it's really kind of extending the process with justice league that it's causing a few problems with some of the, the actors that they're doing mm. reshoots and they think that they're trying to go in and try to clean it up after you know kind of taking the lead from like wonder woman and trying to kind of carry that on a little bit. So, you know, it might, well, there's hope. A big part of that, yeah, is that, you know, it's really tragic, but Zack Snyder's son, yeah. I think, killed himself. No, no his and daughter. Son or daughter. His daughter. His daughter in March. And yeah. so he left production, reasonably so. And so they brought in Joss Whedon. And so I wonder if he's like, I'm going to Whedonify this thing, which would be pretty good. Yeah, well, if you're gonna give that property to anybody, I think Joss Whedon's the right person to run that because it sounds like with the Avengers stuff, like he had great ideas that the the studio wouldn't let him do. Mm-hmm. But you look at like I am a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. I am a huge Angel Firefly. Seems like everything Joss Whedon do, does is just simply you know top notch. And yep. if you let him run with this and be like, listen, we're gonna we're gonna Joss Whedon somebody every single. Um, uh, movie, which means that we're going to kill somebody and keep everybody <laughs> excited. You know, it, it's going to be, I think it's got to be good. Yeah. yeah. He, he's one of those guys that is like Edgar Wright. I feel is similar. He just mm. has a style that is very thoughtful, but unexpected. And 
you know, he just, I don't know how to explain it, but you can really tell that he, he's, he's, he works the craft. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good way of putting it, working the craft. One of the lines that I didn't catch until I kind of watched it a couple times, but so I know there was a lot of like unite the seven, you know, there's seven members of the uh, justice league and we've only really been seeing five of them in a lot of the trailers. Who? And we know the Flash, sixth one was Batman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Aquaman, and, uh, Aquaman, Mr. Ca- Mr. Can, Carl Drago. Cannot, yeah, you can't forget Aquaman. Come on. <laughs> he was badass. Yeah. Jason Momoa is a specimen. He's been like carved from like oh God's God. hands himself. Like if oh. there's one person I wish I could be, it'd be Jason Momoa. <laughs> I, uh, I wish you were. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, this, this episode would be huge. <laughs> Um, what I love about Jason Momoa is recently talking about like I can't remember who he's married to. Is a, a Lisa Bonet? Yeah, she was on the Cosby Show, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, make us feel old, Sean, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about Stop like it. he'll be he'll be laying in bed and his wife will be in the the living room watching Game of Thrones and you know she'll see his you know scenes and she'll come in bed and they'll have sex because she's so turned on by seeing Carl Drago and Carl Drago being in her bedroom and he's like and I get laid from it so it's awesome that's hilarious it's not uh, Carl Lamer. Drago though it's Cal Cal is it Cal Drago not Carl Drago oh Carl Carl Drago <laughs> Carl <laughs> Carl what's up baby <laughs> so, um, but, so wait, there's so, Flash, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and then yeah, and then there's two that we're missing. One of them, Superman. Superman's and dead, right? Dead yeah. in quotations, right? <laughs> Quotes. And but the other one I couldn't think about until I finally heard this line is you're hearing the I believe it's the bad guy talking. It's a wolf something. I think is who they're saying it might be. I can't remember the full name of him, but you hear him say something like Steppen this wolf. world has. Steppenwolf, Steppen thank yeah. you. He's saying something along the lines of like, this world has no protectors. There's no lanterns or Kryptonian. All right. So the one mm-hmm. we're missing somewhere is the Green Lantern. Awesome. Which I, I that's why I'm kind of curious is who uh, Alfred's talking to is you know is it one of is it Superman coming back, which probably might be, or is it the Lantern coming to kind of save the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because. Um, you know, the death of Superman is a huge event in the comics in the 90s. Died, came back to life like Jesus Christ or something. And um, <laughs> so I think that was sort of a play on that at the end of uh, Batman versus Superman. Oops, spoilers. Anyways, um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I, I kind of hope he comes back early on in the movie because I want to see him interact with everybody and not have it be towards the end. So maybe a Green Lantern at the end. But I'd love to see Green Lantern a lot, too. So I don't know. Yeah, that'd be yeah, super I'm, cool. It's one of those things, like, if they don't bring Superman back early, like, you're going to be waiting for it the whole movie. Yeah. And if they do it, like, right at the end, you'd be like, okay, well, I've been waiting for this for right. an hour 45. All right, well, you know, this is a selling point for the next one. Quick would be good. I mean, so I watched the trailer a couple times. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Opening up with Wonder Woman was great. <laughs> Flash, Flash seemed a little anemic. I mean, they have to differentiate him from the other heroes, but he's like, uh, uh, "It's great, you guys are ready for battle." I, I usually just run away, you know. I mean, they, I, they 
they seem to be kind of like using him as the Spider-Man version. Like, yeah, Marvel has Spider-Man, right. who's kind of the newer superhero, getting his you know feet under himself, and that's what they're kind of doing with Flash. It seems absolutely. But yeah. what I thought was the biggest. I mean, Aquaman just looks fantastic, and and I think they uh-huh. they told uh, Momoa just be yourself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's what, not playing a character. Really interested me, and I was pleasantly surprised. Is uh, Cyborg who? seemed kind of eerie and creepy like he's you know cyborg i think he was in an accident and they had to like kind of like bionic man except more extensive they had to rebuild most of him and so he's mostly computer so i think they're gonna make him like creepy how human are you kind of thing Hmm. which is cool yep it was pretty pretty awesome yep so yeah that trailer got me stoked and i think that's coming out in uh November, November, right? November, yeah, really, really soon. Yes, Sweet. thank God. And then just mentioned too, Joss Whedon has, I think he signed on to do a Batgirl movie, which he's super excited about, so that'll be cool. Yeah, I've yeah. heard some some like trickling of rumors that instead of building this, and Wonder Woman may be kind of throwing a wrench in it because it's been so amazing, but that they thought they were going to try and build like a Batman universe. Like you've got your Batman, Batgirl, Suicide Squad, Gotham Lights, but it feels like they're they're just going to have to try and figure out all these things that work and don't work to make this universe kind of take off. It seems like they're still trying to maybe Joss being in there will help push it in the right direction, but they're still trying to figure out what they want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't even decide who Batman is right now. I know. I've heard those rumors <laughs> coming up too, yeah. Yeah, so it's rumored that Ben Affleck, that the executives are thinking about replacing him, but they tried to uh, negate those rumors at Comic-Con, but it wasn't a hundred percent convincing and I'm sort of like, well, he was really good. He was one of the best things about Batman versus Superman. But if they got somebody in else in who was good. So I guess I don't really care either way. I'd like to see what he would do in his own movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think he could carry it. I, I yeah. enjoyed him. I mean, if I did too. If, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. If they're going to replace him though, I think they should go after that George Clooney guy. Cause I think he could play a really good Oh amazing. my God. Right. Stop it. <laughs> you know, get Schwarzenegger in there. I mean, I, I might be in the minority on this, but you put some nipples on that bat suit. <laughs> it's it's going to take off. It's they're the never going to live missing. that down. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, that movie, um, I, convinced my aunt Vicky uh, she wanted to go see something else I forget what and I'm like let's go see Batman and Robin it just came out I liked uh, all the other movies you know I liked the um, Val Kilmer one too and then I was afterwards I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, too many puns too many yeah, puns it's just the yes. worst okay Rima what's next all right, next um, up we have Stranger Things 2. Um, I was very excited for this. I think it feels like it's been too long because whenever I watched it the first time, I binged it like in a weekend. So um, I was really excited to see this come back around. So news about Stranger Things 2, there's like really no news about season two other than a couple of new people that are joining the cast. Um Dacre Montgomery uh, is joining the cast as a new character. Uh, he, You might recognize him. He played Jason the Red Ranger in the new Power Rangers movie. We also have mm. Sadie Sink and Paul Reiser is joining the show as well, which I thought was kind of interesting. I haven't seen him in something in a long time, so I'm I bet to you see 
it seemed character. like sorry it seemed like back in the 80s he played dickheads a lot like in yeah. uh, alien and was he in robocop i don't know but i i, I would bet anything he's gonna play a dickhead in this uh, <laughs> I, I'd say I always remember him as the good guy from mad about you i don't know about yeah. you guys but uh, that's I love 90s him. yeah i totally love <laughs> mad about you he's so great in that show but yeah in the in, the, in his earlier work he he mm. did kind of play a bit of a douchebag um, so yeah. and we don't we don't know they're of course they're not saying he says they may he may or may not be evil so of course you know uh, that's evil. just a wait evil. and see yeah I mean it would certainly <laughs> make it more interesting I think you know it's it's bad guys are always way more interesting um, for anyone wondering is well that's might be a spoiler maybe I shouldn't say anything from the first season but there's a certain character that um, they said no will not be coming back um, those of you who've seen the show know who I'm talking about. Um, Does it start with a B? Yes, it starts with a B. Okay. <laughs> this character. So sorry for anyone expecting that person to be coming back. They're not. Um, they asked them. They asked the Duffer Brothers, who who are the showrunners, why they wanted to do TV, and they said because it's a lot more like movies now. They said they were like big movie nerds, and they were starting to get into television because it was getting a lot more cinematic, which I think is mm. really true. I mean, TV in yeah. the last how many years has is like it's not. You know, you couldn't even get any, like, big movie star actors. They thumb their noses up at doing, you know, any kind of TV shows. And now they're all flocking to do TV shows because it's gotten so good. I mean, look at Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead and, and all the other shows out there that are just so awesome. So I thought that was pretty cool. So not a whole lot that came out of, of the panel. They talked mostly about season one, which I will not go into a whole lot because um, hopefully everyone everyone just needs to go watch the first season. It was really good if you like the 80s and the 80s nostalgia the show is set in the 80s if you don't already know that there's lots of cool like throwbacks and stuff um they did debut the trailer for season two uh which was really cool because it was scored to michael jackson's thriller did you guys watch the trailer yeah i love the thriller thing yeah yeah i'm in the minority and i haven't actually even seen the first season yet so Oh yeah, you should go watch it. It's it's yeah. it's pretty cool. I mean, you're you're probably too young to remember a lot of the things that are in the show. <laughs> well, I live I live four years in the '80s, so I experienced a little bit of it. Well, you know, it's still enjoyable, even if you're not familiar with it. You know, my my kid absolutely loved it. She is not familiar with the '80s at all, just from what she either reads or watches on TV or movies and she absolutely loved it. So, you know, what made it really fun is it was narrated. They're using that creepy narration by Vincent Price, you know, at the beginning oh, of the Thriller yes. song and, and Vincent Price is doing his little, little creepy, you know, talk and stuff. So that was really fun. You see the kids in a Ghostbusters uniforms and that was super fun. So lots I of fun think stuff. Even... <laughs> I, you know, if you want to hear what I thought of this, I think it's back in 126. Karen and I talked about it a little bit. <clears throat> and yeah. I, I was, I'm one of the few people who I think I thought it was good and I enjoyed it, but I thought it was not as, I wasn't as into it as everybody else or a lot of people. And I wondered if um, people who hadn't lived through the 80s in general might like it even a little bit more because I was sort of like, yeah, this feels kind of like a copy of, of a Spielberg movie or something. Mm. <laughs> not an improvement but uh i'm in the minority i recognize that i mean it was definitely one of the if well, not the hottest properties at comic-con and got the most positive buzz for that trailer and i did dig those kids seeing those kids playing dragon's lair which i you know yeah they were playing out a scene that i lived and <laughs> when i was the same age 
<laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, it was it was super fun. And and you mentioned like the whole Spielberg thing and how it was kind of a copy. That's kind of what they were kind of going for. It's what the Duffer Brothers talked about in the panel that they thought about would be best is to go to like a long movie and decided a Spielberg homage was the way to go. So, you know, they kind of did that on purpose. Stephen so, King, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the whole Stephen King thing with, with, you know, the upside down and stuff. So, so yeah, Stranger Things, it comes back on Friday, October 27th on Netflix, just in time for Halloween. Yeah, You got to binge yeah. it. Oh, yeah, that's the weekend or the walking that just starts right before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then there's Atlanta Walker Stalker. So. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring Bruce Willis. <laughs> who I found out I I don't get to moderate his panel. He doesn't even moderate. You, mean, you do mean Bruce Campbell, right? Not Bruce. Willis. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> right. I was gonna say. You, I was wondering that reaction. Was like, that was a weird reaction. Dead. Bruce Willis. I mean, he was in a, a zombie movie, kind of with a oh, what the hell was that? A Grindhouse picture back in the day. Yeah. Uh, oh, alien terror, planet terror. Planet terror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. With uh, Rose McGowan with her machine gun leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. All right, cool. Let's see. Um, I'm going to talk about Doctor Who a little bit. This I don't know if this is Comic-Con, but came out recently that the new Doctor is going to be a woman, and it's Jodie Whittaker. So Peter Capaldi will be wrapping up his run w- with the, this year's Christmas special and uh, Jodie Whittaker was in Broadchurch, which is this acclaimed BBC show that I have never seen, but I hear it's good. And David Tennant was on it. And mm-hmm. it was headed up by this guy, Chris Chibnall, who's moving over to take over for on, walk, on uh, Doctor Who. Chibnall says, quote, her audition for the Doctor simply blew us all away. Jodie is an in-demand, funny, inspiring, super smart force of nature and will bring loads of wit, strength, and warmth to the role. The 13th Doctor is on her way. I think so, it's fantastic. Are they well, going to make a, the companion a, a male, or is it going to be a female in this one, too? Well, Doctor Who traditionally has male and female companions. Okay. So I think it could be either, I'm sure. I, I don't know if they've said yet. But I mean, I'm I'm like I am when any new Doctor comes because I'm a big fan of Doctor Who, and anytime they switch out the Doctor, I've had enough time to to really like the guy because they've all been great, and I'm like, oh, is this new one going to be any good? How can they compare? And I feel the same way. It's not because she's a woman, but I'm like, well, I hope she's good, you know. And and I do hope she's good, especially because she is a woman, and I really want her to succeed. Yep. And then they're doing this Christmas special for Peter Capaldi's last episode as the Doctor, and it's a crossover with the first Doctor because they're time travelers and they can do that. And he was the Doctor from 1963 to 65, played by William Hartnell, but now he's going to be played by David Bradley, who's also known as Walter Frey on Game of Thrones. Oh, super cool. In the Christmas special. So that's what's new with Doctor Who. Anything else? Sean, you have another one, right? Uh, well, the only thing I still kind of had was uh, just the Game of Thrones, which we've kind of touched on a little bit. Um, I didn't really see much of the news specifically, except for the trailer for uh, episode two they showed. They were pretty tight-lipped, right? Because they're right in the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It seems kind of awkward for them that like the biggest like hurrah for Comic-Con is uh, you know, right in the middle of their season. And actually, sorry, it just clicked in my head. 
because it wasn't out on the internet, but I did see a camera shot of Infinity Wars trailer, which isn't out yet. Oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't get to see that. Was it good? It. Um, I mean, it's. I don't know if you want me to spoil any of it because it might be nice to see. But I mean, how about just one or two? Uh, so the the beginning of it, you see the Guardians, which huge fan of the Guardians. Yeah, and, and it's nice. cool to think about them interacting with all the heroes yes. and stuff. Finally, well, and the the first thing you see is Thor smack their windshield like a bug, <laughs> uh, and so they bring him in and he's alive because he's you know Thor, and you know seeing those two groups or seeing that group and him interact was just kind of like, Oh, this, this, this doesn't seem right. Like these two should not be interacting. Uh, but you had a lot of that sense. Like you see like this character with this character and you know, they've never interacted before. So it was just kind of like shaking your world uh, to its core. Uh, I, I was just thinking about the last con I did. Um, there was a panel at the very end with, uh, Sean Gunn, who played Craglin, right? And uh, Chris, I forgot his last name, but he played Taserface. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were hilarious. They, it was the best panel of the weekend. They were just like riffing off each other and dancing on stage. And uh, anyway, I learned from, I didn't know this, but Sean Gunn also on set plays Rocket, you know, because they mm-hmm. have to have someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think like I a stand that. in. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's continued to do that for these event for Avengers Infinity War. So I'm like, oh, that's so cool. We get to do that. Nice. Because he does like all the lines in character, too, if I if I remember. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah, I think he does. Um, The only weird thing. I mean, it's just kind of a little tangent on on Marvel at this point. But like, I don't understand why they didn't just release that because their big Disney Expo is like two weeks before Comic-Con now. So they've, they've shown it at their big thing. You know, they show it to the group in Hall H at Comic Con. Why not release it? Like, why? Ha- why do I have to watch this from a you know a camera hidden behind <laughs> some dude's head? You know, I, why not just release it right away? Because they're but, teases. Yeah. Well, they're they're probably waiting for like DC to release like their next trailer for something, and they'll be like, "Aha! Oh, guess what we got? We're one up in you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they're withholding because they want us to want it. <laughs> that's cheese yeah exactly all that foreplay you were talking about <laughs> yeah. five years of foreplay no. it's because we really want it and someone else who saw it gets to brag about it and you're like screw you man tell us what it's like hey, <laughs> hey what was it like is it like what i've read on the internet <laughs> better it was so good i can't i can't explain it there were raccoons <laughs> like warm apple pie <laughs> all right what's next um so the next one that i have and these were of course in no particular order after wonder woman anyway um legion uh Yes, we are big, big fans of Legion in our neck of the woods. Uh, so I was really excited to see Noah Hawley um, there and all of the people from the show. Or most of them, not everyone was there. But um, um, if you're a fan of Marvel, even if you're not a fan of Marvel or familiar with X-Men and that whole universe, it really is a super cool show. It's a little bit trippy. There's a love story. There's some great action. There's some just, you know, really great effects. The music. There are so many great elements of this show. And Noah Hawley is an absolute genius. So I would really love for everyone, you know, if you have the time, pick up the show. Um, 
the next season doesn't start until um, 2018. Um, we will get 10 episodes in season two instead of eight. Um, that's all that we got in the first one. There was no trailer or anything that was released. They haven't even started shooting um, for the show yet. Um, Noah Hawley, who is also, if you're not familiar, does Fargo. Jason, I know that you're a big fan of that show. Yeah, we were just talking well. about Sean was saying how you know big actors do TV now. Was that Sean or Rima? I forget. I think Rima was the one that said that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> sorry, and uh, that that's a good example because season three of that show, well, season one had Billy Bob Thornton, and uh, now is yeah. Ewan McGregor who plays him two characters that are brothers. And I've just started watching that, and it's really good. And Kirsten good. Dunst was in season two. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to get caught up on Fargo. I've heard so many good things, but um, so a little bit of news that did come out. There is a new character uh, being introduced. I won't say too much about him because, like I said, if you haven't seen any of season one, I, all of this that I have here is pretty much going to give things away. But uh, Saeed Tagamawi, and I know I'm totally butchering his name, so I apologize. He was in Wonder Woman. He played Samir in Wonder Woman. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that character um, at all in Wonder Woman, but he was mm -hmm. in there. He's going to be in the show for season two playing um, a pitiful, pivotal character that I think is going to be very, very interesting. In Bad how. guy. Yeah, I'm not going to mm -hmm. say anything else, but I know, I know you know. <laughs> but. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward. I think he's a really fascinating kind of person. I'm interested to see what he does with that character. So, yeah, Legion, um, looking forward to that one. And, you know, they ended the panel, um, Noah Hawley, you know, as if he doesn't have enough to do already. He did have quite an announcement at the end of the panel that he is developing a movie with Fox. Um, and all he would say were, he said two words, Dr. Doom. That's what they call him on set. Right. He's, directing. <laughs> yeah. he's too nice now. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's busy as hell. He's got two shows and that, and he's also a novelist. I don't know where he finds the time for all this stuff. He's just, you know, he's just announced this at the end of that panel there at Comic-Con. He's doing Legion. He's doing Fargo. He's also announced that project that he's doing, Robert Kirkman and Skybound for, um, what is it, FX, that crime drama or whatever Crazy, so man. i mean it's how does he sleep and uh you really don't need to know anything at all about x-men or any of the other marvel properties no. uh, like noah holly doesn't want you to feel like you need to know in fact even if you did know it probably wouldn't help at all but i will say that i read they're trying to figure out a way to bring professor x into it so that would be pretty cool yes mm -hmm. All right. I got a few, but I'll just go through them quick. Um, the one kind of, I guess, disparaging one that I'll go ahead and talk about is Marvel Inhumans, which um, I think it's kind of a spinoff from S.H.I.E.L.D. I know they had storylines with Inhumans and S.H.I.E.L.D., and they're basically just people that got powers because they inhaled this Pterygian mist, I think. Anyways. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the way they can use mutants without using mutants. Yeah. I think is the mm -hmm. idea. And the... The trailer, the general consensus is that it, it had kind of cheesy costumes and bad CGI. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Which which part of the CGI on that? I mean, I didn't, was it uh, the, I mean, I saw there was a cute puppy dog in it. I mean, that couldn't yeah. be the CGI you're talking about, right? 
Uh, I think it was her hair and the way that they morphed when they teleported. I'm not sure, though. I didn't read in detail. But I come to this with a heavy, heavy dose of skepticism. I mean, the good thing about it is one of the stars is, I don't know how to say it for sure, but Yvonne Rion, who plays Ramsey on Game of Thrones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome, doing mm-hmm. an American accent. But it's headed up by Scott Buck, who was the showrunner for the last few seasons of Dexter, which were really bad. And then um, he also was a showrunner for um, Iron Fist, which was okay, Mm. but not so good in a lot of ways. Oh, no. You're not not pupping this up at all. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder how how certain people keep getting jobs, because there's a couple of writers, too, that if uh, write big movies and i'm like dude why do you keep like like the mummy you know and all these movies that keep getting critically mm-hmm. lambasted and then they still get to do more i guess they make money so they still get to do more i don't know or like michael bay oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring him up <laughs> yeah. we, do we have like 30 more minutes i can go into my turtles tirade because i can do that <laughs> i didn't even go i'm like i don't want i don't want my uh, memory tarnished my <laughs> you already killed Transformers for me. Yeah. <laughs> so Defenders is getting good reviews. They're saying mm-hmm. the chemistry's great and it's fun and it, this is the Marvel Netflix series you'll actually want to finish. Now, I know a lot of you guys probably already like the Netflix series and I do too. I like Daredevil pretty good and Jessica Jones I like quite a bit. Um, Iron Fist is okay. Luke Cage I found kind of boring. Um, but anyways, I'm excited about Defenders, especially Luke Cage and Iron Fist as a team. That's going to be good. That starts on, uh, when does it start? It's eight episodes, and I think it comes out, oh, August 18th. So it's coming up really soon here. Well, I should be excited. Like, you were kind of talking, like, the CW shows. It seems like any kind of TV series that's between eight and 12 episodes, that's, like, the sweet spot for, like, a great season because they can put in the budget. They can... Mm-hmm. yeah build better story instead of trying to like stretch it out over 24 episodes you're right that'll be pretty clean yeah absolutely yeah the least amount of episodes the better so my show has zero and it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) doesn't even have a pilot yet that's That's that good (laughs) so uh, i'm looking forward to that then there's uh dark tower that's coming out next week and uh, we'll be covering it on this podcast, and it's going to be me and uh, you, Rima, if you want to. Oh, hells yeah. I'm all All right. Sean? <laughs> sure, are yeah. You, are you into that it. stuff? Um, you got to be into it. I'm into the, the it, actually, more than probably Dark Tower. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Can I we'll, do clowns? We'll figure out a way. Well, here's the thing. So Dark Tower is uh, Stephen King's seven book series, and there's... A novel and some short stories he started this when he was 19 with the gunslinger and finished it like 10 or 12 years ago uh, i think the movie's mostly based on the first book called the gunslinger but has elements from the other books mm-hmm. the gunslinger is this it, it it feels like a classic cowboy style western but then all of a sudden this uh player piano starts playing hey jude by the beatles and you're like what's going on things from our world seeping in and it just turns into this crazy interdimensional kind of a supernatural story. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it connects 
many or most of Stephen King's other books. So you see characters popping in and out or in the other books, the gunslinger will appear in a dream or something like that. Yeah. And I think like, isn't there a turtle in there somewhere? Cause I think that's how they yeah. tie the it universe is that it and the turtle have their conflict. Well, I read that, and I don't know if this is actually true, but today I read that Pennywise the clown makes an appearance in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I don't Isn't know it? that it's, I don't know if it's Pennywise or if it's like a reference to, to it, but oh, okay, yeah, okay. there's, I, I think, I think there's, there's a ton of Easter eggs, um, in the movie for sure, because the dark tower, I mean, that's really like the central core to everything that Stephen King, all of his other works, everything is tied and comes together in the dark tower universe so yeah and the story in the gunslinger is really simple i think it starts out the man in black or the gunslinger the man in black went across the desert and the gunslinger followed or something like that and so the gunslinger in the books he looks like uh clint eastwood but now he's idris elba so they made a change but and that's perfectly okay yeah he's awesome and (laughs) and it'll actually make sense to the story too i think yeah um, because of the way the whole universe works but anyways uh, in in this weird alternate world searching for the man in black is going to be matthew mcconaughey who's also perfect casting for that he's slick and mysterious and charming so have you guys have you guys both read all the books then or have you guys only read some of them or yeah i've read them all i'm a couple shy I'll, I'll admit because I could I couldn't wait for the he took so long with those last few um, I kind of like skipped and read some other things and I never circled back so I'm mm. really ashamed of myself and I'm embarrassed <laughs> I admit so <laughs> well I my favorite is still the gunslinger I, I yeah. think yeah I mean I read them all the I hated the ending so much and um, after, especially after however many thousands of pages it ended up being but uh, I think the movie might have a chance of redeeming that so we'll see yeah but some things that are one thing that fans are nervous about is that it's only 95 minutes running time and mm. i think that means that it's well stephen king said quote it's true the dark tower movie runs a clean 95 minutes like the first book in the series 224 pages it's all killer and no filler so i hope he's right about that i well if it has his stamp of approval, you know, I've got to give it a go. And I, I think I think it's true. The shorter that it is, the better. Then you don't have to fill it up with a whole bunch of crap. They just get right to it. And there's no, ever like every moment is, is worth it on film. There's no wasted time at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish so. it was like five minutes. No, come on. <laughs> but, but they're doing like the TV show. Like they're doing the movie and then they're like doing the TV show, right? So they're going to yeah. expand on all of this. So, I mean, you know, whether you've read the books or not, going into the movie, I don't think it's super important or knowing how it ends. No. Because I don't know, no, how, no, no. I don't know how tight it is to the books. I think it's just, it's like it's, it is the story, but yet it's, it's still slightly different. Um, so I don't yeah, you don't need to, to know. The books. Yeah. yeah. No. But uh, yeah, there's a TV series coming out next year. I don't know if the movie tanks, maybe this will change, but I think if successful, it's going to focus on the younger main character. His name's Roland. Mm -hmm. And uh, that makes sense because one of the books, Wizarding Glass is all flashback. And there's also just flashbacks throughout the books to his younger days. So that's exciting. And I might want to do some podcasting on that stuff if if it turns out good. Yeah, very exciting. I think it's going to be successful. It looks really great. It's action-packed. I think it's going to be some great um, story. You know, the, the whole Dark Tower series is a great story with some great characters. So I'm hopeful. 
couple other things I'm excited about. Thor Ragnarok in November because Yay. it looks like a oh, Thor yeah. Hulk buddy movie comedy yes. in space. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk like fire. That was yeah. so Thor like funny. Water. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kind of like fire. Thor like <laughs> Hulk like a raging fire. Hulk <laughs> Thor smoldering fire. Uh. That was so good. Yeah. So that's great. Then uh, Black Panther looks spectacular. Yes. Yes. And yeah, it's got just the the visuals look awesome. And it's Wakanda is this African nation, but it's it looks typical, but it's a front for this futuristic Atlantis like place. And um, T'Challa, the Black Panther is the king and his head like Secret Service bodyguard Dora Milaje is Denai Guerrera. AKA Michonne. So yeah. she looks totally badass. That's, I can't wait to see that. That's February of next year. Preacher, so far, this season is just as fantastic as ever. And they're firing on all cylinders, I feel like. Yes. Are you watching that, uh, Sean? I've seen, uh, I think, like all but the last two episodes uh, of the first season. Cool. That was, it was, it was a weird awesome. show because it seems like I missed an episode, but I didn't, couldn't tell I missed an episode, but. After watching more episodes, I realized I missed an episode. So it was a weird, it was a weird time in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one with that show because, in my experience, the first four episodes or so, I really couldn't get a handle on what the hell was going on. I was enjoying it, but I couldn't really get it. And then it started to click in. So I can imagine if you have that yep. plus you missed one, you're kind of yeah. fucked. Totally, <laughs> totally. But so good. Yeah. So and then the last one I wanted to mention is. Uh, well, two more. The Orville is the Seth MacFarlane oh, Star Trek yes. parody. Mm-hmm. That looks hilarious. pretty good. It's a drama comedy. So I got to check that one out. And the then Holly. there's the actual thing, Star Trek Discovery, I'll say. And it's um, set roughly 10 years before the events of the original Star Trek series. And it stars Sonequa Martin-Green. We've got John Bernthal as Punisher, Denai Guerrera in Black Panther, and Sonequa Martin-Green as the main star in Star Trek. So that's pretty cool. We need Steven Young to become Spider-Man or something. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. The, the previews on this, they look cool, but they're not like getting me totally pumped up for it or anything. But I'm still hopeful that it'll be good, you know? For Star Trek, yep. Are you are you guys more of Trekkies or more Star Wars fans, or you just like both of them in general? I'm more oh. Star Wars, but I like both. Yeah, I'm the same. I I, I, okay. I think the the scale is tipped a little bit more in Star Wars, but I do love Star Trek too. Okay, yeah, I'm in the same boat. And I think Star Trek is best when it's on TV, and yeah. they can do long forms, more thoughtful storytelling. Yeah. So. So that's why I'm excited about about this. So that comes out on September 24th on CBS. And then they're kicking it over to CBS All Access, which requires a subscription. So that kind of sucks, but Mm. I'm going to watch it. 15 episodes split into two uh, half seasons like like Walking Dead. Hmm. Interesting. So that is all I have. And if there's anything else that you guys listening you know, you're like, hey, why didn't you talk about that or anything you're excited about? Let us know. There curious. was so much, so much this year at Comic-Con. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We do have more to come, though, so we'll take a little break and we'll be right back.
All right, back. It's time to talk about our sponsor, and that is Fracture. Fracture, you've probably noticed they sponsor a lot of our podcasts, and I'm really grateful because they're awesome. And uh, I think that probably means that you guys think so too, or else they wouldn't want to keep coming back. But just in case you don't know, what a Fracture is, is it's your photos printed on this pane of glass in really nice, vivid color, and they look really good. And it's just really, it's easy to get for one thing. You just upload it and then... It, they deliver it, but uh, it's easy to put up too. So it's so it's such a simple way to get your photos up as part of your decor without really having to do very much at all. And it looks just as good or it looks better than any other way of doing it. So right now they're doing a sale. I've mentioned before it's a summer sale and you can save 20% all the way through August 2nd, which is coming up pretty soon here, but you have a couple of days. This is the biggest discount they've they'll have all year except possibly Black Friday, but they haven't committed yet. So it would be good to get in on it now. Usually we, we get a 10% discount for you guys, but this is 20%. So at checkout, you use the code summer sale to get that. And I know both of you guys have gotten fractures. Is that right? I kind of badgered Rima into getting one because she couldn't, <laughs> couldn't decide. Like, do you want to get back on the podcast? You got to get a fracture. <laughs> I was it wasn't because <laughs> it wasn't because you didn't want it, right? No, it wasn't because I didn't want one. I mean, obviously, I listen to the podcast a lot. I'm very familiar with fracture. I've been on the website. My whole problem is just making that decision. It's probably something I'm sure everyone struggles with is just making that decision. You yeah. know what to print so yeah so what'd you pick can you say yeah i can say so after going <laughs> that <laughs> sounded a little suggestive sorry <laughs> <laughs> well no it's nothing it it's it's nothing i can show publicly at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> some tasteful pictures you know nothing nothing bad <laughs> no no of course not there's no nudity involved it? at all so it's it's a picture that was taken of my daughter and myself last year in Vegas. And this was a really special moment uh, for me. Um, it was my birthday. It was my first trip to Vegas. And we were there for the Guns N' Roses reunion concert. So it was a total trifecta awesome. moment nice. for me. And we were in Caesars Palace, as one is when you are in Vegas. Um, and we had a picture taken in, one, in front of one of the fountains. So... That's the one that I chose out of, you know, the, the few that I have. I don't take many photographs. I'm not a photogenic kind of person, so I honestly do not have very many photos of, of myself. And I thought if I'm going to have this printed, I'm going to have one with myself and my daughter. And that's the one that I chose. Um, it was so easy to do. I'm really excited to get it. I haven't got it yet because I just ordered it like a couple days ago. Um, but it was super easy. And I am not a stranger to online shopping. So it was super easy to upload the picture and get it ordered, and I'm really excited. And if people want to see it, I'll share it. If you ask really nicely, um, you know, I'll put it out there. Is Sean is Rima photogenic? <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So. Nope. <laughs> what about you? You got one too. You were mentioning before the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, like about a uh, 15 months ago, like I said, we I had our we had our first son. And uh, Mother's Day was about a month or two after. And, you know, you can, like, print out pictures and put them in frames. And those are cool. Those are awesome. You know, you can hang them up somewhere. You know, they end up finding their way probably in a drawer or something like that. But, you know, with these, it was something very much, like, unique. It was they open up. It was like, oh, it's a picture. And then they pick it up. Like, oh, my gosh, it's a picture on glass. This is amazing. 
So what I did for, for my m- both sides, my, my mother-in-law and my mother, is I got the first picture of them holding their grandchild and Aww. gave that them to them for Mother's Day. Awesome. So, yeah, so my mom's is like we were at the hospital for like 20-plus hours, and so they had slept at the hospital, and um, her holding uh, my, my son, she's you know been sleeping on a you know, waiting room hospital uh, couch. So she's looks a little rough, but you can still see like the light <laughs> in her eyes and everything like, Oh my gosh, this was totally worth it. Oh, so sweet. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's great. Cause that's, you know, fractures all about your just personal moments and things like that. So that's really nice to hear. And I know people appreciate that as, as gifts. So if you want to get one yourself, go to FractureMe.com slash podcast and choose The Walking Dead cast. That's F-R-A-C-T-U-R-E-M-E dot com slash podcast and choose Walking Dead cast. Then you can still use that summer sale, all one word at checkout for a 20% discount. And uh, we have a link to that in our you know show notes or if you go in your podcast app, you'll see it too. So that's it. Fracture, thank you so much. Thanks, Fracture. Now... It's time for Lister Moans, Groans, and Grunts. I got Game of Thrones on the mind. So we asked you guys what you were uh, excited about and bummed about in the Comic-Con news, and here's what people said. Evan Brookman, uh, I'm hopeful for Justice League. I was initially very worried DC would botch another property. It could still end up being a mess, but at this point, color me intrigued. On a separate note, finally got a chance to see Wonder Woman today. It's pretty easily my second favorite DC movie, trailing slightly behind the Heath Ledger Joker movie. Nice. Oh, wait. <laughs> that was one of the Batman movies that Heath Ledger's Joker saved. I would totally agree. Evan. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Me too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Jason Borlett says, Justice League looks better. Still not sure about it, but I am less worried that it's a total nightmare. Marvel gets all my money. Doctor Doom is very exciting, a great character, and a great content created. Can't wait. Awesome. Yeah. Two. Matt Whitehurst says, I'm actually interested in the Flashpoint movie adaptation. The Flash's origin story hasn't been told on the big screen, but with Flashpoint, it might be cool. Even cooler from the story is is that some Walking Dead actor might be able to wear a super suit in Flashpoint. <laughs> so that's a piece of news that we didn't um, talk about, but the next uh, email talks about it. So Jose Estrada, not sure if you caught this at SDCC, the first Flash solo film titled was released. They're going to do Flashpoint, in which the Flash goes back in time to when he was a kid and his mother was murdered and he saves her. This created an alternate timeline where it was Bruce Wayne was shot and killed in that infamous alley and his parents both survived. Now, Thomas Wayne takes up the mantle of Batman and Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. If you'll remember, in Batman vs. Superman movie, Thomas, Ma- Thomas Wayne was played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Martha Wayne was played by Laura Cohen. That would get all my money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a picture of one of them whispering into the other one's ear at Comic-Con and Lauren Cohan and, and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And he put it out on Twitter that said something like, can we talk about Flashpoint or something? <laughs> <laughs> so he's into it. <clears throat> that would be cool. Mm-hmm. John Benz says, anyone else feel like the Fear of the Walking Dead teaser was amazing and the Walking Dead was just meh? I'm excited for both to come back, but I continue to be impressed with Fear the Walking Dead. 
Speaking of post-apocalyptic worlds, I wonder if they'll ever make an adaptation of the Silo book series. Just read the first one in the series. Highly recommend. I never heard of it, but John seems like a discerning kind of a guy because I met him a couple of times, so I'm cool. intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Walking Dead teaser was better. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. <laughs> right after I called him discerning, I'm like, <laughs> I would agree with him though. I think the Fear of the Walking Dead got me a little bit more pumped than the Walking okay. Dead one. Cool. Yeah. So I'm on John's it. side. <laughs> oh, good. It's evened out. <laughs> Chuck DeForces, I'm more excited about Fear of the Walking Dead than The Walking Dead. Oh, now it's lopsided. <laughs> All Out War was one of the best arcs in the comic. I guess The Walking Dead is just showing its age. Fear looks effing awesome. Very excited about it. And how about that Westworld preview? Wow, I can't wait for that. I'd love to hear you do a show on that when it comes back. See? See, there's one vote already. <laughs> one vote. <laughs> Tell him Go you got it. Chuck, you got to get on Patreon. Patreon. That's going to get sales. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him Remus sent you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Nick Archer, the Justice League trailer was surprisingly good. I seem to be one of the very few on the side of The Walking Dead, which is a shame. Shame. You can tell by the trailer that they were excited for season eight. Scott and Andrew Lincoln more than anybody else, I imagine. All Out War has some storytelling gold to mine. It looks like it's shaping up to be one giant apology for season seven. I've already <laughs> forgiven them. <laughs> I love that last line. Yeah, that's very funny. Jose Estrada says, The Walking Dead still gets me pumped. I've invested so much into these characters, and I'm still excited to see where they go this coming year. Awesome. I'm with you. Yeah. Eric Sherman says, I'm bummed mostly because I farted and poop squirted out. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. But that bit at the end of the Walking Dead trailer has me pretty excited. <laughs> oh, nice. Derek O'Neill. Defenders is going to be fab. Westworld season two, Justice League, Walking Dead return. Thor Ragnarok looks like a lot of fun and tones tons more. He spells it that way because he's British. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> and he also does a Defenders podcast. Check it out. I forget the name of it, but it should have Derek O'Neill as the author. Yeah. Hi, Derek. <laughs> uh, is Heather, my turn? No. Sorry. No, it's ladies. Come on. <laughs> Heather, Heather J. Millsap says, excited about all the Marvel things. Bummed that Channing Tatum says his gambit thing is still happening. <laughs> I, I'm with you, Heather. I love Heather. <laughs> yes. You're with her on that? Really? I'm with her on that. I, I want gambit. I don't want Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah. He's he's fine, but he's no gambit. Come on. Exactly. Heather is the is one of the Walker Stalker photographers, and uh, I love her. She's great. Lara Willie Swink says, LOL, nobody I know wants him to play gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Is it R Ron Reynolds? I think so. The return of the Upside Down, Justice League, and Marvel. Also new Young Justice. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, me and Nico watch Young Justice together. A.D. Stout says, Stranger Things Season 2! Exclamation point. Lots of exclamation points. Joe Mitzi Mitzi says, DuckTales will include Darkwing and Young Justice Returns with Static on board. Yes, I didn't see anything of it, but Darkwing Duck, yes. That's I love Darkwing Duck. Back to my Duck. 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get dangerous. 
Uh, let's see. Jesse White, all in capitals. Infinity War trailer, exclamation, exclamation, lot more exclamations. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I haven't either. Ben Beck says three words. Ready, player one. Yeah. I hope yeah, that's good. Exciting. I hope so. Look, looks cool. All right, that's it. That's our show, episode 272. We got it all in under the two-hour mark. So thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> thank you guys for coming on. I hope you guys had fun. Had yeah, blast. it was a blast. Thanks uh, again for having me on. Yeah, yeah. thank you. It's, it's a good good trio. Uh, oh, before we go, I maybe we won't get under the tr- three two-hour because uh, I looked back last year. We had James on for this, um, James Frazier of Walker Stalker for this uh, Comic-Con episode and we also did a segment on which walking dead character we would want as a roommate so just you know briefly which walking dead character living or dead would you want as a roommate and it's in today's world not in the apocalypse Uh, i'd probably have to say carol because then you just get cookies all the time it'd be (laughs) awesome (laughs) i guess they would you wouldn't have to worry about what was in the cookies yeah as long (laughs) as she doesn't bring any flowers into the apartment you're okay (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I was just right off the bat. I thought not Morgan. He'd just be kind of crazy. Well, maybe if he hadn't gone through all that shit. Um, not Gareth, definitely. Not Simon. He seems like he'd be the worst roommate. Yeah, Simon, you'd probably be good for like a week or two. But yeah, he'd be the one partying way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Who comes to mind, Rima? It's Daryl, right? <laughs> You know what? I just might what? surprise you. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, you might. Yeah, I, I think at this point I'm going to go for King Ezekiel. Interesting. That's a good pick. Dude, I think you're right. I'll leave you with that. Yeah. <laughs> the king. Do you get the tiger? Does the tiger come with him? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a package deal. <laughs> Did you feed the tiger, Ezekiel? Come on. Did you feed Who's going to change the kitty litter? Come <laughs> on. <laughs> We got a pet deposit we got to get back. Stinks in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I guess I pick Amy. She seemed pretty cool. You know, Andrea's sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. She seemed nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or Glenn. That's, a, that's, that's a, what I picked last year. Okay. Well, Amy's kind of, I like her, but that's kind of a boring answer. <laughs> I. That's right. I want a boring roommate. I don't want an exciting roommate. <laughs> I want someone who's going to, you know, keep to themselves. Well, no. I mean, I want to be able to talk to him, but I don't want Simon. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's good. If you want to give us a call, you can, of course, reach us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can email us at brains at podcastica.com. You can find us on the web at facebook.com slash deadcast. Be sure to check out all our other shows at podcastica.com. If you want me to do a Westworld podcast, go to patreon.com slash Jason Karen. <laughs> and um, I want to remind you guys that Game of Thrones is going full steam. If you're into it and you haven't heard our Game of Microphones podcast, me and Duncan and Melissa Hutchison yes. have been having a great time over there. So that's at gameofmicrophones.com. That'll kick you right into the iTunes or, or your Apple Podcast app, or you can go to, um, just click the link in the show notes. I'll put it in there too, in case you guys are interested. So good. 
Yeah, it's great. I Thank love that, you. that one too. Yeah. Yeah, Game of Thrones is fucking awesome. All right. Thanks again, you guys. That's it. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Don't get bit. Chuck, Chuck Dufour. Let's get dangerous.